I, I was just trying to find a, a quote that I'd heard recently, something to the effect of, um, if you want men to build, and this is kind of an old timey quote, if you want uh, men to build a, a boat, you don't teach them how to use like saws and, and craftsmanship and, you know, that type of thing, but rather you, you instill in them a yearn for the sea, right? You uh, yearn to be like yeah, out on the ocean, yeah. right? So uh, it's, it's that. And I see the vision is that, that second part, that, that determination of like, this is where we want to be. This is the feeling we want to have. This is the mission we want to provide. It sets the or, compass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then you still need, okay, well, how are we going to build these boats? Well, okay, here's the tool set, you know? Um, so I think the product goals could be more, uh, more concrete there. Welcome back to Sound Notes by Leading Agile. I'm Vic Bonacci. I'm a certified scrum trainer working with Leading Agile. And here is Dave Pryor, who's also a certified scrum trainer. And I am not as good of a radio voice as you. Um, yes, I'm Dave Pryor. I'm also, I'm also a certified scrum trainer at Leading Agile. Uh, you can see I've got the radio face, though, so that's that's even better. Oh, yeah. I, I love getting together with you here and, and having these quick conversations because not only do I learn from you, which matter of fact, I do every time I have a conversation with people. Other. Yeah, exactly. But it also helps me articulate maybe better my position. I'm already sharing it with scrum uh. masters or leaders or teams all the time. But here you are. We're both uh, certified trainers and we've yeah. been through kind of a process of you know, creating curriculum and, and following learning objectives and kind of getting to the root of what did this this text mean when they wrote it. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of what we're talking about is we've seen it in practice, but a lot of it's just theoretical. So talking with you helps me articulate it better and kind of test my hypotheses, right? And that gives me a great idea for this that we hadn't talked about, but I'm just going to spring it. Um, it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about product goal. But what I would love is for anybody who listens to this or watches this to put something in the show notes and explain to us how you're coping with the challenge of product goal. Um, there's a specific issue that I have with it that I've been struggling with it since they put it in the Scrum Guide, and I don't have an answer. Um, and I'd love to know how people are making it work. So um, you want to give them the rundown on product goal, and then I'll tell them where my issues arise from Does that work. I, I can do that. So the product goal, and and I was going to try to open up the, uh, I'm not going to do it now though, but I was going to try to open up the actual scrum guide, scrum guide to, to look at it. But instead, I'm just going to kind of wing it myself. Um, yeah, the product goal was introduced in, in the last scrum guide, which was the year 2020. So it's going on three years old now. Um, if I'm not mistaken, correct yep. me if I'm wrong here. Um, but what they took out of the scrum guide uh, was equally important, and that was the word vision. Yeah. So oftentimes when we're talking about um, planning in Agile, kind of the general Agile planning, uh, there were a few papers written on this. Some of us uh, refer to those oftentimes. Uh, there's this idea of this onion where you've got these layers of planning, and on the outside you've got uh, what was called vision and then stepping in, and there's variations on this this diagram, but stepping yeah. in from vision was road mapping and then kind of release planning or quarterly planning. And then you've got your scrum, uh, the sprint in scrum or whatever iteration you're doing. And then inside that is the daily meeting. So yeah. kind of this onion where planning was happening at all, all layers. And what I had been saying historically about the vision 
is, oh, yeah, when you have a vision, it's usually one person's vision or a small group, and they kind of come up with it over a long weekend at a nice resort and, you know, kind of set it and forget it. Sure, they might go back and modify it, but, you know, it's usually pretty short, looks like an elevator pitch. And that was really about all I'd say wow. about the vision. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I, I different, different feeling about the vision statement than you, but this is good. Very good. Yeah. Well, I didn't say vision statement. I, I guess well, I did. I guess, I guess it's the same thing. So, um, so I think that having a product goal, however, and in the scrum guide, they were, they use this word. Um, it's, it's, what is it? They said it's, uh, uh, accountability. It right I'll read, you, read it to me. It's a commitment. A commitment. The, Thank you. The product goal describes a future state of the product, which can serve as a target for the Scrum team to plan against. The product goals in the product backlog. The rest of the product backlog emerges to define what will fulfill the product goal. And the product goal is a long, mm-hmm. long-term objective for the Scrum team. They must fulfill or abandon one objective before taking on the next. Yeah. I like that. See, that, that says a lot more to me than a product vision statement. Okay. Um, they they're they're different, but they for the scrum team, I think that replacing a vision with a product goal makes sense. Okay. Um, again, a vision to me felt too amorphous, too like you know, it it was lacking something that needed to be there, in my opinion, to help serve as that guiding light, that North Star for the team. A vision, don't get me wrong, is great to kind of keep wind in the sails for Uh me, but it didn't actually give me that navigational direction, if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I I think about it. There's two two things I think make the vision statement um, so important. One is that, like you said, a vision, the way you talked about a vision, it could be an idea like some person had. And I always think about it, if I'm the product owner, my job is to serve the needs of the organization. And if I have eight senior executives and each one of them has a different idea of what this product is supposed to be, then Mm. I'm screwed. And so the (laughs) vision statement would be getting those executives together and getting them to agree in writing on what is this product, why does it need to exist, and how is it going to make the world better? And then flowing from that, the product goal would be a measurable step towards achieving the vision. So like when when Kennedy said, I did a, a workshop with Richard Chang and he used John Kennedy's thing about going to the moon and returning safely in 10 years as yeah. a great example of a vision statement. It's a lofty, impossible thing. We don't know how we're going to do it, but we all know where we're headed and we can all align around that. It also sets context for the team. So if they get a story or something, like they know how to work with it. If I told you to film a gunfight for my movie, but I didn't tell you what kind of movie I was making, you wouldn't know if I was making like Star Wars or the, you know, some cop movie, right? So you, how, what to do is in question. Um, yeah. But where I get hung up with the product goal is that if we can only do one product goal at a time and we put the product goal into the backlog and everything in the backlog is supposed to emerge to serve that product goal, right? Then what about all the ideas that don't serve that product goal? Hmm. Where do you yeah, put them? The island of misfit goals, yeah, right? Misfit, yeah, misfit yeah. toys, yeah. So does that, because if the if the product goal is supposed to help us keep the backlog more more precise, more focused, then, then we have this other, we end up with another backlog. Yeah which it doesn't solve any problem now if I have to manage two backlogs. 
And that's, that's what I've been really struggling with. So I would love to hear from people how they're handling that. If they're just putting multiple product goals in the backlog, um, and having like each subsection fill out almost like a work breakdown structure, or if you are maintaining a completely separate thing, um, or if you're not using them or you are using vision, like there's a lot, a lot in question here, right? I like going back to the Kennedy uh, speech. I like framing it like that. Um, I, I was just trying to find a, a quote that I'd heard recently, something to the effect of um, if you want men to build, and this is kind of an old timey quote, if you want uh, men to build a, a boat, you don't teach them how to use like saws and, and craftsmanship and, you know, that type of thing, but rather you, you instill in them a yearn for the sea, right? You uh, yearn to be like yeah, out on the ocean. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's, it's that. And I see the vision is that, that second part, that, that determination of like, this is where we want to be. This is the feeling we want to have. This is the mission we want to provide. It sets or, the compass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then you still need, okay, well, how are we going to build these boats? Well, okay. Here's the tool set, you know? Um, so I think the product mm -hmm. goals could be more, uh, more concrete there. Um, going back to where you, you moved into talking about what happens, what do you put in your backlog? Yeah. Um, I'm still working through how to put the product goal in the backlog. And to your point of like, what about other product goals? Where do they go? Yeah. Um, I think that um, one really wonderful thing about leading agile. I'm not going to talk about frameworks. I don't like talking about um, a lot of frameworks, but this one, I, I will kind of dip my toe in the water. The governance model that we typically use with clients is a, is typically a three tiered, maybe a fourth tier, but let's just talk about the, like the product category tier and then the product line tier. And then we've got a uh, delivery team tier. And mm -hmm. again, I spend most of my time with delivery teams, but at the product line team, uh, tier there they are taking these uh these epics and breaking them into features it's just mm -hmm. our governance model what we call things and at the at the category tier they're taking these initiatives which could fall out be the fallouts of the vision it could be product yeah. goals and breaking mm -hmm. that into smaller features right and so okay. um when it when we talk about kind of this backlog containing a product goal i'm I'm assuming, and it's built into our governance model, that our, our product category, working with our product line team, they are doing that. They're intentionally talking about trade-offs of different product goals. Yeah. And then what's the focus, strategic focus of the organization over the next three months or one year, whatever, um, in terms of a balance of goals that we're going toward. And hopefully it's only one, but you know, maybe it's two or three. Um, and then, and then at the, at the nexus then between the product line and the, and the, and the delivery team. Now you're taking that, that product goal and further decomposing it. And again, hopefully giving the team only one product goal at a time that they're, uh, they're aiming toward. So that's really interesting. So you're looking at it more from um, a strategic idea perspective that's flowing down to the teams, creating clarity on priority for them so yeah. that they can just focus on, this is the part of the ship we're building today, as opposed to let's build all the parts at once. Right, right. Um, and maybe we're not building a ship today. Maybe uh, yeah. um, safety and, and swimming abilities is the focus for the next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's it. Exactly. Again, I go back to that onion drawing uh, of 
kind of like vision on the outside, road mapping, et cetera. I kind of think still our governance model is uh, kind of adheres to a lot of that, taking a, a larger piece, decomposing. And most governance models do something like that. Yeah. Right? Cool. So if you're if you're watching it, we'd love to hear how you're using it. What you're yeah, doing I would. I, I certainly echo what Dave said. Yeah, tell and, us. And we both do this same kind of work, but we look at it very different ways. So I think there's yeah. a lot of room for interpretation and implementation. Um, and it's something that I mean, I spend you know a lot of time thinking about the particle because I'm always teaching the PO classes, and I'm always like curious to see that so few people have protocols even though it's been in the Scrum Guide a while, it's still not widely practiced as far as I've been able to see. Yeah. Um, so if you're watching, we'd love to hear from you. If you have topics, questions, anything you want us to kind of kick around in here, let us know. Um, how can they reach you, Vic? Email is the best at my leading agile email, which is victor.bonacci, B-O-N-A-C-C-I at leadingagile.com. And I'm dave.prior at leadingagile.com. And thank you very much for watching. Bye, everyone. See you.